All right, what up, what up? Here is another installment of the Quicksilence. Not really part of the 2023 season preview. I was thinking about this the other day, and those who have been around the Penn State uh, program longer than me, um, they can chime in on this. But I was thinking about the last time there was this much hype heading into a season. And there's a difference between hype and excitement. I think recently there's been a lot of excitement heading into certain seasons. Even even 2017, I think it was more excitement than hype. I think there was a little bit of both, but I think when you look back on that, the way we ended the 2016 season, you know, we won I think 8 games in a row, 9 games in a row, won the Big 10, you know, lost that crazy game to USC. And the expectations heading into 2017, and there's, that's the other thing, expectations. So there's the hype, there's the expectations, and then there's the excitement. And trying to separate all three of those is tough, but because they all kind of go into the same, the, the same category. Same ballpark, different seats. But heading into that 2017 season, uh, we had a lot of good pieces, a lot of talented, a lot of talented dudes that would go on to the NFL. But I don't know if there was necessarily hype in terms of like a real national title contender. I think there was a little bit there, sure. But I think a lot of that was because we had Saquon Barkley. I think we had Saquon Barkley. We had a pretty solid offensive line. We had a pretty good pretty good defense. We had Mike Kosicki. We had Deshaun Hamilton. We had Saeed Blacknall. You know, we had a lot of really talented players. But again, what it comes down to is the quarterback. And was Trace McSorley a national title winning quarterback? No. Was Sean Clifford a national title winning quarterback? No. I think there was a lot of excitement and buzz heading into some of those seasons from 2017 on because we had, we had some great players great players on a lot of those teams and you know rightfully so that there was excitement for that but once you kind of got a taste of what Trace McSorley was he was helped by the players around him and he had a lot of NFL talent around him he had two starting NFL running backs he has two he had two starting NFL tight ends he had multiple receivers that are in the NFL. He had a really solid offensive line. So I think, look, I've, I've been back and forth with people about Trace McSorley and his place in the, um, you know, the all-time status for Penn State quarterbacks and Penn State players. I've, I've been down the road. We've all heard what I've had to say about Sean Clifford. Neither one of them were winning us a, a national title. Yeah, Big Ten title is one thing. But getting to the playoffs and getting to the national title is completely different. And I've said it before, say it again until it happens. We haven't had that quarterback since 1994, since Kerry Collins, heading into a season that people looked at our roster, looked at our team, looked at our schedule, looked at what the landscape of college football was, and said, yes, this team, because of back then, because of number 12, and this season, because of number 15, that's why Penn State football is 
thought of as a national title contender heading into a season. And we haven't had that in 30 years. You know, if you look back at some of the more hype seasons that we've had, a more exciting, you know, filled off seasons that we've had heading into a season. And I wasn't, you know, for my quote-unquote era, I go from 2000 on. And there were two seasons in the 90s that, you know, those who were there alive and well can, can tell me how much hype there was. But heading into that 94 season, of course, Penn State got fucked out of a national title, but that team was loaded. That was one of the best offenses in college football history, one of the best teams in college football history. You look at that 99 team. You know, again, defensively, uh, we all know who was, the, who was the mastermind behind that defense. We don't need to say his name. But we had legendary players on that defense. Legendary players. Brandon Short, LeVar Arrington, Courtney Brown, just to name a couple. Um, so there was a lot of hype surrounding those seasons in 94. You know, 12-0, and won the Rose Bowl, stomped on Oregon, should have won a national title. But that's neither here nor there. 99, Minnesota came along as they have you know, recently as well and knocked everything down. So the earliest I can remember there being this much, um, like for this season, we'll, we'll talk about the 2023 season right now specifically, and I'll get back to the, the early years. Heading into this season, there is as much hype, excitement, and potential and all that there's there's so much of those of those things wrapped into one and not just within the Penn State community but everybody is talking about Penn State as a as a sleeper and a and as a real playoff contender and a real opportunity for us to knock off Ohio State and Michigan in the same season which off the top of my head I don't know I think 2000 in eight, maybe, was the last time that that happened. I'd have to go back and look, but I don't. I don't remember exactly when that la- the last time that happened. But it's been a while. Regardless, it's been a while. So this is an opportunity for us, with all that we have coming back, both sides of the ball, with all that we have coming back, all the potential NFL draft picks that we have, potential All Americans, you know, Heisman candidates that we have. And again, look at our defense. We might have the three best players at each level at the end of next season. You look at Chop Robinson on the defensive line. You look at Abdul Carter at the linebacker spot. And you look at Kalen King in the, in the secondary. We might have you know, two, maybe three of the, of the best players at each level in college football next season. You look at our offense. Everything is there. I, I know the wide receiver position is a question mark. But everything is there that you need. And it, sure, it's going to fall on number 15, but heading into a season, I cannot remember the last time there was this much like real hype. Because you know, with Sean Clifford and Chase McSorley, it was like, yeah, you got all these guys around you. You got plenty of talent around you on both sides of the ball. But what is a quarterback spot going to do? Like, is, is, you know, What's the ceiling for Trace McSorley? What's the ceiling for Sean Clifford? And I thought that early on with Clifford that he could win us a Big Ten title. McSorley, I thought the same, but mainly because of the talent he had around him. And that was his ceiling, was a Big Ten Big Ten championship quarterback, which is no knock on McSorley. Like, I, I, I don't want to say that that's 
like a, a, a negative thing that he won the Big Ten championship. Like I'm not going to sit here and say that, you know, that's that's not good. But that that was the ceiling. And Clifford, he was a a nine ten win, eleven win quarterback, and that was it. Like he was a, a you know New Year's Six quarterback for us, and that was it. But we haven't had. I mean, and also, I yes, I'm fully aware that we have not seen a full season of Giralo yet. We have not seen him start a game yet. But if we're just going off what the potential is, if we're just going about what the you know projections look like for us, I haven't seen this much hype heading into a season in a very very long time. So I was thinking about the last time there was this much hype or excitement heading into a season. Hype more than excitement. Let's start with 05. 05 was more of an excitement type of thing. Sure, we had one of the best defenses in the country. We had one of the best defenses in the country in 2004, but we had a dog shit offense in 2004. So people knew what the, what the defense could do. We had guys like, I mean, that defense, I, look, we had Tom Bahali. Matt Rice on the edges, RIP to Matt Rice. We had Scott Paxson, Jay Alford in the middle. We had Dan Connor, Paul Puzlesny, Tim Shaw, Tyrell Sales, a linebacker, and a very, very young Sean Lee. In the secondary, seniors all over the place. We had uh, Chris Harrell, Calvin Lowry, Alan Zemitis, Anwar Phillips. Like, that was a legendary Penn State defense. That was one of the best defenses in the country that year. And we had a super explosive offense, but people weren't sure what our offense was going to do or if it was going to be a a national title offense. People knew what our defense could do, and Ohio State was loaded as well. Troy Smith, eventual Heisman Trophy winner the following year, uh, Michael Pittman, our running back, Ted Ginn, Antonio Holmes. They had a dope offensive line. A.J. Hawk, Bobby Carpenter, I think Malcolm Jenkins, Jenkins was on that team, or he was, might have been a true freshman at that point. But they had a, a loaded team as well. Um, so Ohio State was, was still the top dog. They eventually won the Fiesta Bowl over over Notre Dame that year, but there was more excitement, and you know because we had guys like Derek Williams and Justin King coming in, two of the top recruits in the country. Derek Williams, widely regarded as the number one recruit in the country, coming to Penn State, like that, like that just wasn't the thing that we were doing at that point. And that was very early on in the whole rivals rivals.com rankings, um, very early on in that. So D will. You have Justin King, Jordan Norwood, uh, Dion Butler, you have Levi Brown at left tackle, Michael Robinson at quarterback, and no one knew what Michael Robinson was going to do. No one. Because we see, we saw him play quarterback, running back, receiver, kick returner, punt returner, everything. We saw Michael Robinson do everything but nothing consistently. And then you'd say, okay, Zach Mills is gone. Michael Robinson, you're the dude. Here we're going to, like, he, here we go. Tony Hunt in the backfield, Austin Scott in the backfield. We had a very, very, very explosive offense. And that was that was noticeable early in the season. But I think as the season grew, there was more hype. But the hype wasn't there as the season started. I think once we beat Ohio State, and which still is the best game I've ever been to at Beaver Stadium. Once we beat Ohio State, that hype meter went from like a you know a four or five to an eight. Like, okay, this team, this team has it. And that, that bullshit loss against Michigan, which definitely should not have happened, another one of those bullshit losses, it, I, I don't think it set us back, but, and also, I don't know what we would have done against Texas or USA. I think our defense would have kept us in the game. Don't think we would have been able to score enough points with those guys. Um, but regardless, I, it, the hype was there as the season went on. It wasn't heading into the season. 
Uh, I think maybe after that Minnesota game and we blew them out, the hype grew a little bit. And then once we once we got past Ohio State, I think the hype really, really started to take off. So heading into that 05 season, there was more excitement than hype. And there was more um, talk and, and buzz, just like, okay, we got we got some pieces here. We got some dudes that, that we know are, are talented. Let's let's see what we can do. And again, as it went on, things things grew. Um, the next season was probably 08. I think that was the that was the you know one of the better better all around teams that we had defensively. That was one of the best defenses in the country. Again, shout out to Tom Bradley, Navarro Bowman, Sean Lee got hurt that year, but Aaron Maben, Jared Audrick, you know Lydell Sargent, Anthony Scarado on that team. That was the senior year for D. Will King, Norwood Butler. Daryl Clark was a quarterback. I mean, Daryl Clark, no one knew who Daryl Clark was. He was at Kiskey Prep um, in Ohio, I believe it was, coming from Youngstown. Um, you know, he played a little bit in the Alamo Bowl um, to start to end the season the, the previous year. And, you know, we had Evan Royster, who did the same thing in, in the Alamo Bowl. It turns out he became the Penn State's all-time leading rusher. So, again, there was, there was some hype. That was probably the best offensive line that we've had like in, in in a long time, and even anything recently, the offensive line this year has has the potential to to, to be that good, be that great. But that away offensive line, AQ Shipley, Rich Ornberger, Johnny Troutman, Stephen Wisniewski, that was one of the best offensive lines that Penn State has ever had. Daryl Clark again, Big Ten Big Ten championship quarterback. Was he a national championship quarterback? If he doesn't get hurt and have a concussion against against Ohio State. And we head into that Michigan game. Everything's, I mean, the um, the Iowa game, and and everything's you know fine and dandy. We don't lose that game. Yeah, you know, we don't lose that game. Fucking um, Daniel Murray making that field making that field goal. God, that sucked. Um, and we had three games left in that season. Uh, I can't talk about that. Um, but there, again, I think there was some hype heading into that season. Like you know, we have a elite defense. Now, let's see what the offense can do. It's the last go-around for these guys in terms of Derek Williams, King, and, and Butler, and Norwood. Let's see what we can do. Um, so there was some hype, but again, I think it grew as the season went on. There was, there was talks, but I think as the season went on, you know, we dominated Oregon State, who upset USC that same season. You know, we, we eventually blew out Illinois at home. We beat Michigan. We beat Ohio State on the road for the first time in... I think 40 years it was. We beat Ohio State and Columbus for the first time in 40 years. Like, that was a big deal. And then Iowa was the following weekend. Um, and then we got dominated in the in the Rose Bowl. So I think, again, the hype was there, but it was more so as the season progressed. Um, 2009, you know, there was a lot of new faces. Graham Zug, Derek Moy, you know, Derek Clark was still there. Chas Powell, receiver, you know, again, more excitement than anything. Uh, I think maybe people would definitely expect it to let down. Because we didn't have all those guys, but again, the talent was still was still there. Um, and people forget, and I know Jay Hill will speak to this dozens of times. If nothing happens towards the end of the 2011 season with that team that we had, people forget that when that Sandusky scandal broke in November, or I think it was late October, early November, whatever it was, we were eight and one. We were eight and one. Our only loss was to the eventual national champs, Alabama. We were eight and one that year. Heading into that Nebraska game. 
if all things remain if all things remain normal and nothing happens until maybe like after the season and we don't have the you know the that extremely dark cloud hanging over the program we're not losing to Nebraska and then who knows maybe we don't go on the road and lose to Wisconsin and then we finish the season 11 and 1 and you know who knows what happens after that cuz that 11 2011 season we beat Ohio State in Columbus uh Again, and then heading into that 2012 season, again, all things remain normal. All things remain, you know, nothing happens. That 2012 season, shit. With keeping all the guys that we had transfer. And there was, I think, like 10 to 15 of those guys. And you remember our number one receiver, Justin Brown, gone. Our, our arguably best player on offense, Silas Fred, gone. Like if we keep those guys in 2012, we went eight and four without those guys and without a lot of other dudes. In in, in 2012, you know we went eight and four. If we have those guys, there is no way, ain't no way, we lose to Ohio or Virginia. So you're looking at at least ten and two. That Nebraska game, I mean, we got fucked over in that game as well. And then, you know, let's see that game goes our way. You're looking at another 11-1 season, Ohio State, you know, again, you add those two pieces in there, Dustin Brown, Tyler Fred, you add in the other guys, who knows what happens. That Ohio State game was at home. I mean, you're looking at 10-2 and uh, to undefeated season. It, like, and you, you, can, you can call bullshit all you want on that, but people forget about how good, like, the end of, you know, 2000, end of the 2000s into the 2010s, like, those were some good teams. People forget about it because of all the shit that happened. So, but again, again the, the hype surrounding maybe the 2011 team, it, it wasn't really there. Um, I think maybe, again, as the season went on, it's like, okay, cool. Like, this seems like, this seems not bad. Oh, they beat Ohio State in Columbus. Oh, this seems actually pretty good. Somehow we weren't really, we weren't really ranked though. I don't know how that, I don't know how that happened. But regardless, everything happened and, you know, everything fell apart. And then the next Hype season, I, I think, was 2017. I think um, that was that was the last time there was a great deal of hype for a season, and I, I I think it was only because of the talent we had around the quarterback, and it was I think it was a combination of the hype and excitement, the hype because Saquon Barkley was a Heisman a Heisman candidate. Um, the Big Ten was somewhat wide open, um, and we had plenty of NFL talent. And then coming off the season that we had in 2016. 2018, um, you know, we had a really good really good defense. Micah Parsons was a freshman. You know, Etor Gross-Matos. Um, I think Sharif Miller was on that team. Tariq Castro-Field. John Reed was on that team. Um, and... Our offense was also super, super talented. McSorley was back. We had Fryermuth as a freshman. Um, Jahan Dotson was a freshman. Uh, Miles Sanders was on that team. So we had, you know, again, plenty of talent. Offensive line was 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 decent. Um, but again, Trace McSorley was not a was was not a a um, national title winning quarterback. His ceiling was a Big Ten Big Ten champion. Um, which again, I'm not saying that was a, that's a bad thing. I'm just Telling you like it is. 2019, first year for Sean Clifford as a starter. Again, it, it started off great. Yeah, started off awesome. You know, we had a another really, really 
great defense. Uh, Micah Parsons was a sophomore, and we all know what he was doing. And there was there were there were pieces around around McSorley. KJ Handler was was there. Jahan Dotson. Um, I think I mentioned KJ Handler. I meant to say Jahan Dotson earlier. Um, Frymuth was better. Offensive line was better. Um, we had um, Ricky Slade, uh, Noah Kane. Um, oh man, Journey Brown. We had a very very good team. But again, we didn't have the quarterback that we needed. And the same thing is going to be said for 2020. If, th- if things were normal in 2020, if things were normal, and we had those guys that we built off of from 2019 and won the won the um, the Cotton Bowl, I think things would have been things would have been way different, obviously, than they were. Way different. If you're telling me that we have Michael Parsons as a junior, like based on what he was doing to offensive lineman in the league as a as a you know would-be junior in college yeah sign me up 2020 would have been a lot different obviously i mean that can that goes for literally everything in life um but again look at who our quarterback was we knew what what the we knew what the ceiling was for sean clifford well at least we thought we knew and it, and it wasn't it wasn't a playoff quarterback it wasn't a national title quarterback again plenty of talent around those guys him, McSorley, plenty of talent. Plenty of talent around Michael Robinson. Plenty of talent around Daryl Clark. But there was always just something missing at that spot. The most important spot on the field. There was just something missing. And this year, we'll find out. I mean, there is plenty of talent all over this roster. And I'll get into the, the breakdowns of positions and X-Factors and all that stuff coming up. But... I just I'm I'm just thinking about the last time there was this much hype. If anyone wants to chime in, let me know what they think. You know, find me on Twitter, text me, whatever. But I think aside from maybe 05, I don't even know. 05, 08, 2017, and that's that's probably about it. The last three seasons that I can remember there being Again, I don't want to say hype because I think 05 and 08, I think there was there was some to start of the season. It was more excitement. The hype built as the season went on. 2017, there was hype and excitement. I'd say more excitement because of Saquon Barkley as the season went on. Again, we got to number two in the country before the Ohio State game. I mean, things were rocking and rolling. Um, but you know, we know how we know how that went. So the hype train is real with this team. I think it's you know it's early July. Things are going to keep building and building and building. And I think when those top twenty-five rankings come out, you'll see where where the hype stands. And I think most of those are going to have us in that five to ten range. I've said we'll be probably closer to five and ten. So we'll see. Um, next one I'm going to do is going to be the position breakdowns. I've done the overview. I've done the schedule breakdown, ranking the opponents. Next thing I'm going to do position breakdowns and X factors on both sides of the ball. Again, always appreciate the support. Enjoy it. Always remember, we are.